Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, hey, we've all gone to restaurants where they don't have a waiter. I'm cool with that. Who cares? They work hard. But but the restaurant owner shut down half the restaurant. It's bad. Hey, have you tried to get a car? It's bad. How about an air conditioner? Bad. How about a hot tub? Bad. Have you traveled? Try to get on a flight? Bad. It's all stuff that's jacked up by COVID and supply chain issues. And it's bad, but we adapt and we kind of hang and we move on. Not with healthcare. Now, the supply chain issue is at your local hospital. I'm not kidding. It's critical. If 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 this were in the, the context of right, fair, good, critical condition, the hospital system right now is in critical condition. Talk to a doctor, man. Talk to a nurse. Man, they can't exhale. They're amazing. Think about a firefighter fighting the same fire for two years. No, really. Gets home, sleeps four hours, comes back, fights it again. For two years. They can't handle it, man. This is what's happening in healthcare. I'm around a lot of doctors, nurses, because of my health condition and because of my family connected to healthcare and because my neighbors are doctors and surgeons. And I'm telling you, man, these folks don't complain, but they're fried, bro. They're fried. So, so then throw into this craziness, this traveling no, nurse insanity. You're 24 years old. You've been in the hospital system a couple years, so you know what you're doing. And you're going to go to Cali, and you're going to make 6000 take-home a week as a nurse. 6000 take-home after taxes, brothers and sisters. It's happening. So you're going to pay off all your college loans and save 50 grand in a year. I'm not kidding. And so what do you leave behind? An empty nursing slot. I don't want to scare you, but this is what's happening in America. And it's happening at an ER near you. I got to read this real quick, and then I got to get to my guest, who's one of the best doctors in the country. Regarding emergency care and doctors and stress. The past two months have been unparalleled. Our inpatient census is off the charts every day. Inpatient census, how many patients they have in the hospital. The emergency department is packed to the point where every day there are stretchers in the hallways. Man, 
we don't even have enough staff beds in the inpatient side to put patients in. So we have pods in the ER that are staffed by medicine. So what are pods? An area that normally is not used for patients, and they make it into a small patient unit. It's not normal staff, so they have to use resource nurses. It's bad, man. It's the perfect storm, and it's hitting a hospital near you. And I, I had to grab probably the best there is in the country. Dr. Don Yearly with uh, UPMC. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me, Marty. Well, um, is it fair for me to call this a crisis in healthcare right now, nationwide, sir, not just here? Marty, I've never seen this combination of both very high patient need and demand and stressors on those, not just the physical locations, but the people who deliver healthcare. And I've been doing this for 35 years. This is the most uh, perfect storm, as you used, uh, that I've ever seen in healthcare. Let me read this. Talked to some ER nurses this morning. They said it's a disaster. One nurse says they often have nine patients, and one day she had 13 patients herself. Three were going to the ICU. She called administration to tell them this is unsafe. Nurses have left to travel. They've hired agency nurses who are just starting. Sounds scary. Hospitals are over capacity with patients, so they get stuck in waiting rooms in the ER. Man. Doctor, that's from someone living this. Why is this happening, sir? Well, as we said, I think it's because of a combination of two factors. Uh, a year ago, we talked about how little demand there was for health care, and almost all the demand was around COVID-19. A year later, not only do we have a lot of COVID-19, our fourth surge, but all other health care has returned to the levels or above the levels that we saw, for example, in 2019. So there are many people who need care. Oftentimes they are unfamiliar with or don't have the access that they think they should have for other types of care. They come to the hospital. We want to serve you. But as you said, after 20 months of putting out the same kinds of fires each day, it takes a toll on the healthcare providers. Our job is to make sure that we're there for you and that we think of novel ways to make sure you get the care that you needed. That's happening here in Western Pennsylvania at UPMC, but this is not easy. By the way, he's just said the most profound thing you're going to hear today. Come on, man. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. I'm not trying to pick on folks, but you can't go to the ER with a sore throat. Other than you're going to sit there for maybe eight or nine hours, it's not a good idea right now, doctor, is it? At all, sir. Well, we aspire to give you the best care and as timely as possible. But when there's a very, very large demand and only a certain number of spaces and people, things have to be prioritized. And you'd want that too. You would want with your most serious illness, if you had a stroke, a heart attack, major trauma, you would want the attention. Uh, we simply can't provide the service that we strive for all the time. We do have other access points for you. Your physician can still talk with you on the phone. You can have an electronic visit. You can go to an urgent care. You can go to an office. Many times people are either not familiar with or less comfortable with those options. This is the time that we need that to be part of your thinking. We want to provide the service for you. I want you to get the care that you need. But doing it in the most convenient location, for often the emergency department, 
just means that there will be waits. And, and I don't want that for you, but that is the reality of today in many of the settings. Hey, doctor, I never imagined in my life, and I've been around uh, doctors and healthcare folks since I was a kid. Man, I never imagined that a nurse making 1200 a week could now make 7000 a week. That's not a good thing, is it, sir? Well, it's it's not sustainable, That's right. and it uh, it doesn't really solve the problem. It just shifts uh, the limited human workforce that's available to different areas and to essentially bidding. It's good for those individuals for a short period of time, but as a as a system or a region or even across the country, it really is just a set of dominoes that are falling, and it and it's not the solution. Obviously, this problem didn't start just with COVID. COVID didn't make the problem. It multiplied and uncovered the problem of the workforce. What's the pipeline of people going into healthcare, all the different professions, and being prepared to take on those jobs? We're addressing that right now, but it takes time to fix that pipeline. Hang in there, doctor. Thank you. It's important stuff. I've never seen anything like it. And you heard what he said. He's never seen anything like it in 35 years. He's one of the best doctors on earth you gotta hang where where do we go from here it's reality ma'am this is a dramatic problem in healthcare right now and i want you folks to understand go to your primary care physician go to medic express unless you absolutely need to go to an er i'm not a doctor i'm not trying to steer you away from the hospital please but i'm just telling you listen to this nurse tells me she had nine patients in the er one day she had 13. three were going to the icu she had to call the administration and tell them that it was unsafe. Nurses have left to travel. They've hired agency nurses who are just starting. It sounds scary. The hospital's over capacity with patients, so they get stuck in ER waiting rooms. This is from a true insider who sees this every day. The past two months have been unparalleled. Our inpatient census is off the charts every day. The emergency department is packed to the point where every day there are stretchers in the hallways. Dr. Don Yearly, one of the best uh, doctors in America, chief medical officer at UPMC. Doctor, these are insiders. This stuff is kind of scary, sir. How do you manage this right now? What is your plan? Well, we have to think of uh, what are the ways that we can provide the care that's necessary for everybody who shows up and by using new methods, new approaches, and new people. Doing things the same way won't get things done. We can't run harder and faster and outrun this particular problem. That means that we have to think about how we we handle you from the moment you arrive and how we together share in the decision-making about what's best. Do you need tests? Do you need to stay in the hospital? Is there another pathway that can allow you to get that health back that you want and that we want for you that doesn't include staying in the hospital? I think if we both, that is both patients and the providers, the physicians, the nurses, all the others that involved, begin to think through this a little bit differently, we can actually uh, manage our way through the particular crisis now. It isn't going to be easy. Hey, doctor, is there a discussion about doing what you had to do during heavy COVID lockdown, delaying some elective surgery, sir? Well, I think that we look at prioritizing all of the health care that's delivered, whether that means when you come into the emergency department, whether you're, ha- you know, you're having a stroke versus have a sore throat, and the same with other types of care in the hospital and outside of the hospital. We think those decisions are best done 
at the individual sites with the physicians, the patients, and the local site involved, rather than a larger group, uh, the state or the federal government, uh, mandating a specific change. You remember a year or so ago, that was one of the things that was thought of, yep. is broad mandates to stop, quote, elective procedures. Um, it takes really thoughtful uh, planning and execution of those plans to get this exactly right. What I don't want to do is to delay care for someone who later on is either sicker or has lost some of the opportunity to get the improvement that they deserved. And that's really, that's really something that has to happen both one-on-one -on -one plus with some uh, group decision makings at the hospital level. It just can't be imposed from the outside. And, and talking to a bunch of doctors and nurses, there's concern that patient safety could soon become at risk. Does that worry you, sir? It does worry me that, that, that we always want to deliver the care that you need to get on the best uh, recovery trajectory. The other part of the equation that's often underappreciated is uh, just saying no to care. In other words, closing your doors or not letting people come means that those folks who might need your care don't get that. And so the answer isn't just to say no. It's to find unique ways to deal with the opportunities in front of us right now. And that's why, particularly at UPMC, we resist those um, calls to you know, shut the doors or limit. We'd rather find unique ways to help make sure that everybody who needs the care gets it. Uh, we often only think of safety about the person right in front of us. I have to think about the person in front of me and the person who's on their way in to see me. Doctor, you're a hell of a man. I appreciate your time. Every time you call, you give us the truth. And it's life-saving stuff. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you this morning. Thank you, Marty. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.